Your boy, Doug Branson, is back on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We discuss the LaMelo Ball interview in Slam Magazine. Plus, we talk about a chaotic race for the play-in tournament. The seven seed is getting tight in the Eastern Conference. Again, that's all today, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You are Lockdown Hornets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> Oh, look at that beautiful face. Doug Branson looking right at me. He is back. You've been wanting him. He's been wanting you. It's been a mutual want, a desire to have each other back in each other's life. And here he is right there. If you catch us on YouTube, Doug is giving you a hug right now for those that aren't on YouTube. Yeah, it's, he a visual, you anyway. it's a visual only. Uh, it's a visual only thing right now. I'm giving you mm-hmm. a, a hug. Listeners, I've missed you. Yeah, he's trying to tell you he's hugging you if you're a listener, but you can see it if you go check us out on YouTube. But we're everywhere you get your podcast. It doesn't matter. All free on all of those free platforms. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot. It's the future of being an NBA fan. Own officially licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at Locked On dot nba top shot.com i think i would like to own this moment in history doug the moment you returned from your trip to minnesota and i think that would oh. i think that would have a big time resale value i think okay I, all so right I'll, I'll, I'll get uh, i'll get some nerds on it we'll get we'll make an nft uh i'll get the b suit on we'll make an nft of the b suit see what we can do see if we can sell it for uh cool seven grand that's what <laughs> i would like for <laughs> i was wondering what number. that's how this works right that's you put an nft out there and you make you make a couple uh grand pretty easy I uh, just want to warn you right now, Walker, um, it's been almost a week since I've had any kind of vehicle uh, by which to drive my takes uh, screaming down the highway. Uh, just got off a bird from Minneapolis uh, to Nashville, Tennessee, back home, and uh, literally an hour ago. And I said, Walker, find me a microphone. I've got to get these takes out. I'm excited. So just a warning, <laughs> probably going to interrupt you a lot on this show. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised about that. One, I'm not surprised that you immediately wanted to give off some hot takes. Two, I'm going to steal a bit from Levitard and asking the question, if you are someone that refers to a plane as a bird, are you one, a jackass, or two, an irredeemable jackass? They're is no in between i'm gonna go with the latter you can follow us on twitter at walker mail you can follow doug on twitter at doug branson loh and you can see his shining face here on youtube everywhere you get your podcast as well all right doug we do have a lot to get to you want to get to the eastern conference first because the night was a doozy in the nba last night especially as it pertains like there's some things that kind of come back to the charlotte hornets especially with the brooklyn nets losing to the milwaukee bucks in overtime So that brings them back in the standings. They are now nine games back of everybody, but two games back of that seven seed where the Cleveland Cavaliers currently reside. They reside there only two games in front because the Atlanta Hawks just beat the Cavs and they just destroyed them. So now you have three teams that are two games back of that seven seed where the Cavs are. And those three teams are the Nets, the Hornets, and the Hawks. Nets eight, Hornets nine, Hawks 10. It is getting bonkers in the play-in tournament in the Eastern Conference. And I asked Keith Smith this earlier this week, like, what chances do you think the Hornets have of actually getting to that eight spot? We had kind of operated for a while that it was a cemented play-in matchup between the Hornets, between the Atlanta Hawks. It was going to be a 9-10 matchup. Really, all we were playing for was to see who was going to get home court advantage. But the Nets never took off. 
It doesn't matter if Kyrie Irving comes back. Okay, now he's able to play home games a little unexpectedly. Doesn't matter. Here the Nets are still losing games. Hornets are winning. Hawks just won four straight. It's madness over here, Doug, and I love every second of it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, why stop at eight? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's out Steve of the Dillon. realm of possibility to say, I mean, Cleveland is sliding right now. They, they're they four and six in their last 10. I was just looking at their schedule. They've got Philadelphia still. They've got Brooklyn still. They've got Milwaukee. Uh, they, they share some opponents with the Hornets. Uh, they play the Knicks on Saturday. Uh, both the Hornets and the Cavs play Orlando before all of this is said and done. But that's three opponents. Uh, that are certainly capable, really four, I think. I, mean, I think New York could uh, certainly beat them as well. So, uh, yeah, why stop at eight? I, I guess the big question, Walker, is if if you're a Hornets fan, because I think the Hornets just want to win as many games as possible. I'm not going to say like they're trying to like position themselves in this play-in. But as a Hornets fan, would you rather host a game against the Hawks in the nine seed, or would you rather go to Cleveland – and the eighth seed. Uh, I, I think it's all about getting in that win it in scenario, because if you get that eight spot or that seven spot, you win, you're in the playoffs done. I don't even care if it's Brooklyn at that point, because Boy, that's, it, I was going to be, I see you're reading yeah. my mind, even though we've yeah. been apart, we're still together right <laughs> here operate? in the, in the mentals. Cause that was my next question. Sub out Cleveland, put in Brooklyn. Are you, do you still want to be in that first game? It, it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter how many States you are apart from me, Doug. I'm always going to be able to read your mind. And the answer <laughs> always is yes. in my heart. Yes. Brooklyn. It doesn't matter. Cleveland, <laughs> Brooklyn. I'm taking any of them as long as it's okay. a seven, eight matchup, because again, you're in the playoffs at that point. And then you start to evaluate the season a little differently because you get in the playoffs. I think we kind of dub that a success, right? This is Charlotte Hornets team. There are a few games above 500 right now. I know you have talked about being okay with this season, as long as they finish above 500, we'll see what happens in the play in. You certainly absolutely cannot have an exit like you did against the Indiana Pacers last year. You can't end on that bad of a note. It was too poor to do that twice in a row. That's just God awful. If you get to the playoffs, then that's excellent. You get some experience. I don't even like, I don't want them to get destroyed in four games, but I don't care if you lose in four games, as long as a couple of them are close, that stuff matters that getting that playoff experience matters. And I think that was faux playoff experience last year. Uh, give me the seven, eight matchup winning in that's what I'm shooting for and that would be a little unexpected uh, considering where the Charlotte Hornets were and where the other teams were in this play in uh, scenario I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that I often do on this show which is argue with myself because I really okay. am torn between wanting this wanting to start with a home game hosting the Hawks who they've beaten this season they've also been beaten by the Hawks it would be really interesting the Hawks have won four in a row right now but but if you don't play the Hawks, if you if you're eight seed going to Cleveland, at least it's probably not the it's probably not a better matchup. But at least you avoid a like major superstar like Trey Young. Uh, but you know one game scenario, I, I get that he would have to win two after that nine ten win. But I kind of I mean I like the idea of them starting at home and getting an opportunity to to get in there and prove that they can win a playoff game. Uh, I, I do I do like that idea. So I don't know. I'm torn. I mean it may, it makes all the sense in the world that you would want to be seven or eight. But there's still a part of me that kind of wants to see them host that nine ten game against the Hawks and get the win. 
Well, here's the other thing, too. If you look at the standings and you look at the two seed, that's currently the Milwaukee Bucks. So if you win that 7-8 matchup, that means you're the seven seed. And so uh, beggars can't be choosers. I'm begging. Well, I'll to tell get- you, I don't think, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I don't think you would play Milwaukee. I think you're going to end up playing probably Miami because I just think Milwaukee's turning it on. Miami, they've they've now sort of gotten out of that weird like Jimmy Butler spat. They seem to be pulling themselves out of the tailspin. But I think when the dust settles in the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee is going to be number one. Uh, you know, that Robert Williams injury, that's tough yeah. on the Celtics. Um, so I, I don't think they quite climb there. So I'm going to go Milwaukee, Miami, one, two. So if you do come out of that first matchup, I think you're playing you're playing Miami. Yeah, I would rather not play Milwaukee, even if Charlotte plays them well. I don't want Milwaukee. Well, that's the thing. If not in the really playoffs, exactly. To. Not in the playoffs. Right, so right. It's, it's going to be a different beast. Like, get seven games, like, yes, Giannis will figure out a way to destroy the Charlotte Hornets. I don't want Boston. I don't want any part. I don't even care if Robert Williams isn't playing. I don't want Boston. I think I I do want. I love a heat rematch, a little little 15, 16 rematch. It's not the same team, not the same teams at all, but give me the heat. Always (laughs) give me the heat. Yeah. (laughs) That can you imagine how I don't I don't know how strong that rivalry gets if you have to play the heat again. We we have to carry some weight on our end here as the Charlotte Hornets to really make this a rivalry, but we do hate the heat more than any other team, right? There's not another team we hate more than them. I think it's yeah, certainly the Heat that's the biggest Hornets rivalry. Although I think if you ask the players, it would be the New York Knicks, that team that they just beat. Miles Bridges hates the New York Knicks. <laughs> well, he goes oh. off on him. What was and Malik Monk, you know, Monk doesn't play for him anymore, but Monk hated the Knicks. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think if you ask the players, it would probably be the Knicks. If you ask fans, it would probably be the Heat. I know a lot of fans hate Boston too, but I think that's just everybody. <laughs> I think a lot of fans just hate the Celtics at this point. Yeah, it's so, easy to hate Boston. Yeah. All right. Seven, eight matchup. Hornets are in real play for that. Oh right. man. Hey, Hey, just, I want to interrupt you for a second. Cause I told you I would, that was, I just want to say that was some great conversation. We just had, we just picked it right back up, man. It's just like a bicycle. Just get right back on. We're, we're doing it. You like Love that? It. You just got off the bird and you're ready to talk yeah. some basketball. That's about Woo. what we do, baby. This I'm going to sleep for make... seven hours after this. <laughs> after months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four, and they'll determine this year's national champion this week. How about David Walker going down to New Orleans? That's why he's not doing a fun Friday. So that's awesome, but still feel a little cheaped that he didn't decide to work with us today. It doesn't matter. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds contests and player props you name it bet online remains the best spot for all of your latest sports developments including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season it's not just basketball by the way bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite vegas casino games head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts that slam article Lamelo ball had an interview with that magazine we'll talk about that next with doug's thoughts on it on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets have you fallen out of love with uh, lonnie walker yet or are you still in love with him i think there's still a chance yeah i think, I still a chance. Yeah. I think he uh, uh-huh. playing pretty well right now it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast Doug, I saw a Lonnie Walker tweet yesterday, and it feels like we picked the one player from that draft 
that is always going to have like that chance to turn it up where it's going to be real polarizing. Either you're out or you're in on Lonnie Walker. We managed to talk about the prime example of that type of player. We're both still in, and I don't know for <laughs> he's going to be 37 years old out of the league. And we're still going to think Lonnie Walker has a chance. He's going to be, he's going to be playing in Lithuania and I'm going to say, <laughs> Nope, Lonnie Walker. He's still uh, Lithuania in my heart. Always in my heart. I didn't know where that was going. I didn't know if you were trying to make a Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> reference. Is it achy breaky, lithuaky breaky no, I wasn't heart? Going there. I I'm know. in Nashville, but I wasn't going there. Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about the slam interview with LaMelo Ball. And they ended on a heater, right? Like, I love the way it was. Uh, I think it was Franklin <laughs> Cali. I don't know how you pronounce the last name. It's the second day in a row I've done that. I haven't done the research. My apologies wow. to him. Anyways, he ended with those two paragraphs from LaMelo talking about the team what he deems a success, what he doesn't. He says, I just want the keys. I feel like I could be doing a little more. I want to have the keys in my hands. And then the last paragraph is, I feel like all we need is a center that can clog the paint, put that blank in my hands, and put that we're ready bleep to rock. in my hands. Let <laughs> me rock. I want, I'm, I, you know, I haven't made a t shirt in a while, but <laughs> you make that, that might one. be, uh, let oh, me rock so might good. be worth a t-shirt. If you make that, Doug, I'll buy it. I'll just I'll just give you some yes. of my paycheck and I'll I'll, I'll purchase it. Put that blank in awesome. my hand. Let us know I'll... on Twitter at locked on, on Hornets <laughs> if I make a let me rock a Lamelo t-shirt. Tell me, I mean, buy it. who's not buying that? That's an excellent. I'm buying Lamelo right now, boy. Yeah, I love this article. Well, I mean, one, just pure sauce, pure sauce mixed with a little understanding about where where he is, where he wants to go where he's been. I mean, that's the most interesting thing about this article to me is, is di diving into where he's been and, and it sort of gives you some indication or, or at least some reasoning behind how he's treated the first couple of years of his pro career. And he, he's not taking anything for granted. It's been difficult for him to be patient. You can see that in this article. It's been difficult for him to, you know, not have the keys earlier in his career, but he remembers what it was like to be in Lithuania, riding the bench, eating cold food, uh, and <laughs> having his, what do you say, his calves he said he, hanging he off was, the bed. He was emphatic that it wasn't just his ankles hanging off of the bed. It was indeed his calves. And so, and here's the thing, like, I know that problem all too well. LaMelo is a little taller than me. He'd buy like an inch or, or maybe a couple of inches and like, right. For, for him to have that feeling, this is exactly what I had in my dorm room, my freshman year of college. It wasn't the calves, so but he's a little taller than me. It was like it, right in the middle of that calf ankle uh, area, and it was hanging off the bed, and you just got to get used to it. And the fact that you have to do that in Lithuania, he talked about that kind of being the place in his life that made him focus more on basketball and just focus on the yeah. right things, whatever that is. Um uh, one thing, if we're as we talk about his upbringing, I, I mentioned this a little bit yesterday, talking about it briefly in the third segment. But I, I did think it was really interesting. Something I had hadn't thought about was Lavar Ball getting the kids ready for that NBA lifestyle. Where mm -hmm. like, you know, he gets a Lamborghini in high school. Like he's already mm -hmm. got a sick car, and he's got a shoe line. And so when these players work their way up to that in the NBA. Oh, I can't believe it's here. I've dreamed about this day my whole life. Lamel's like, no, this is good. I've had this since I was 16 though. <laughs> I mean, getting ready for the NBA lifestyle in a yeah. vastly different way than anybody else. You can go to LeBron getting to escalate in high school. It's very rare 
to have LaMelo or have a kid grow up the way that LaMelo did. And I think that's why you see him not. He's got to be he's got to like, been cool there, done it. that nonchalant yeah. attitude. I'm sure some of that is is baked into the DNA. And I'm Absolutely. sure some of that comes from these experiences. And, you know, I think that's a big risk on LeVar Ball's part. I mean, you, you, you risk, you or really, you're just handing, talk about handing the keys. You're really handing the keys to the kid at that point, literally and figuratively. And to say, All right, I'm going to give you, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you the keys to this Lamborghini. But I'm, what I'm really saying is like, I can give you the entire NBA lifestyle, right? I can give you all of that. But here's what I can't give you. I can't make you an NBA superstar. That lies within you. And, you know, I think when you pair that with his experience in Lithuania, I think it is all combined to, uh, you know, create the LaMelo ball that we see who's conf- who's uber confident, but yet nonchalant and, and can also voice the patience and the humility needed and the work ethic needed to become an NBA superstar. You know, I, I think this slam article, not that I was really not thinking that he wasn't going to be an NBA superstar, but like this slam article really took me inside his head. And, and I really feel like, okay, yeah, this, this kid, he, he understands, he gets it. And, you know, we're, we're looking at the future face of the NBA here. So let's go back to the last two paragraphs. It's the last two that everybody's talking about because of his comments. So we can go back to the t-shirt idea, Saucy. Put, put that blank in my hands and let me rock. It, it, the idea is that James Brago, maybe just, I don't even know if it's James Brago. I don't know what it is. Right. But that's what a lot of people are reading into, but him just not getting the keys. What I said yesterday was that like, it, there's something there. I don't want to completely act like, Oh, it's just nothing. It's flipping. He's just saying that. And it's not a big deal, but I can't get to this huge. Oh my God. LaMelo said it. We're running around. You know, like I'm, I'm not there. Like maybe some people are. And I think what's important, and I talked about this too, it was interesting the timing of this article when it was dropped, because when it was conducted, I think they had dropped 13 of their last 17 games to that point. So it's really easy during that time when, you know, to point all things that are going poorly, because there's a lot of things that are going poorly. And I do think since that first New Orleans Pelicans win that started the five game win streak, and since then they've been playing a lot better basketball. LaMelo's LaMelo's minutes are up LaMelo playing amidst foul trouble. Like in the last five games, he hadn't had any fouls less than three. He's had three games where he's had four. And in that New York Knicks loss that we roasted Borrego for, Mm we, he had five fouls in that game, but he's still playing like 34 minutes or more. And that's above his average on the season. I do think you're starting to see Borrego allow him to play through foul trouble, trust him in big time moments, not have him sit through these, long stretches in a game. And you saw that against the Knicks the other day. I I just wonder how much that's changing and how much truth there was to that comment at the time. What are your thoughts on all that? Well, it's, it's definitely changing. And and I think you could see it changing from a mile away because when the, the lights get bright, Borrego's going to trust LaMelo ball. He's going to give the ball to LaMelo and say, all right, all of the stuff we went through this season, this is what this has been about. He wasn't going to, I don't, you know, he would have been insane to deny LaMelo Ball this opportunity and w- would be insane if he would deny him, you know, in a play-in game scenario. It's going to be about LaMelo Ball. And and why I'm not worried about him making these kind of comments, 
uh, because right. number one, he's backed it up with play. Um, number two, he has gotten better this season, and, and certain things are going to get better over the course of a season, and some things are gonna going to take off seasons to figure out. And so that that improvement will continue, and it's probably going to happen in steps and leaps. So I'm, I'm not. He doesn't have to be a perfect player going into this play-in game. To, to help lead the Charlotte Hornets to a play-in win and possibly playoff wins. The final reason that I'm not worried about this, Walker, is the biggest reason. It's that you want, if, if he's going to be your superstar, right? If he's going to be the future face of the NBA, if that's what you want out of LaMelo, you want him to feel this way, it, especially in the midst of a losing streak. Yeah. You want that player to come out and say, hey, I'd like more of an opportunity to help my losing team Stop losing. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. I mean, so we have the same exact thoughts. Talked about this yesterday too, right? Like you want them to have <laughs> I this. Told you, you and I are in, we're in sync, baby. It's exactly right. Like, you know, there's something here. You want him to have this mentality. I also don't think that this is the most dramatic thing ever uttered that we need to run around and say, oh, look what this means. Like this is, well, this well, is here's, the, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. He also doesn't have a bad relationship with other players in the locker room. It's not like he's isolating himself and saying, hey, you bunch of scrubs. I'd like <laughs> the ball more because you guys are a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. That's not what's happening. I mean, you saw, look at him and Miles Bridges at the end of that Knicks game. Like the, the, everybody, the, this locker room is tight knit, and all Lamelo is saying is he would like a more of an opportunity to get those players involved. It's so, not about him wanting to like shoot a bunch more. It's yeah. about him having the ball in his hands when it matters. So you had this interview between Del Curry. They were going around the world, right on the practice court. I don't know if you saw that clip, kind of circulating from Bally on Twitter. And it was Lamelo and Dell talking. It was a really awesome clip. And I think Lamelo came out of his shell more. I think he was on the practice court, shooting the basketball, a place where he's really comfortable talking to a former NBA player that probably understands him more because they both played in the same league. And there is that certain thing that they have in common. It was really cool to see LaMelo let go a little bit. And the question was, you're a pass first point guard. You like to get other guys involved. What would you rather do set up a teammate for a big play or hit uh, or get yours, get, get your shot off. He said, if it's a big shot, I'd love to take it. But if it's like an alley-oop or if it's a sick pass that finishes to a strong finish or that leads to a strong finish, it, give me that instead. Which, I mean, is that not exactly what you want? Like, I, I kind of want, I mean, like to a T, I want LaMelo taking the, I want him to want to take the big shot and I want him to set up his teammates. Like that's what. Well, because if he it. had said the other thing, I would have said I think he might be lying. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> or because if he had said the other thing, if he had said no, I'd rather pass it. You would, first of all, we'd all be killing him, or or at least the national media would be killing yeah. him as like too passive. But number one, he, but but number two, he understood. I don't know why I'm counting everything these days. But um, number two, mm -hmm. he understands what a superstar is in this league. And it's a guy that you can depend on to take over a game in the final minutes. You don't get to that level unless you pass that test. And you pass it over and over and over again. And to pass that test, you got to be in the classroom. And that's all he's saying. Hey, teach. Let me in the classroom. Give me a number two pencil and a Scantron sheet. And let me fill in some bubbles. And a I think Borrego's finally doing the that. teacher when, when, as when teach. Uh, is it a jackass or B irredeemable jackass? <laughs> so uh, I just got back off a of bird teach <laughs> and I need the ball in my hands. Come on. <laughs> Bobby Blazer. All right. Let's talk about the last, <laughs> the, the last 
uh, quote here. Again, he discusses the lack of center being on this team. So LaMelo has joined his fans. He has joined even his head coach who said the same thing yeah. when he was asked about this last year. Mitch, Mitch, so, are you listening? I, this is, Mitch. yeah, like Mitch Kupchak just hasn't done it. He has not given this team a viable starting center for the long term. Montrez does some great things. Love having Montrez on my team. It's why he's a sixth savvy man of move. the year. He's not a starter of the year. He is a sixth no, man of the year. No, savvy move by Mitch, but savvy move out of necessity because of what they didn't do in the offseason. Yeah, Mason Plumley's not that guy. There's a reason they didn't want to give him guaranteed money. And here's the thing, too, Doug. I actually think Mitch Kupchak knows. Like it's not. It's not like he doesn't know. He, yeah, of course. And, and he's he's got this baked in to some of the decisions that they've made. But you just decided it wasn't worth it to go after Rashawn Holmes at the time. And by the way, we're all out on Rashawn Holmes now because there are domestic uh, violence allegations against him. The evidence looks pretty against him. So Rashawn Holmes talk. X no more on this team. He uh, actually was missing time for what they were calling personal reasons. Those reasons came out. So X on Rashawn Holmes. Well, we'll and, and you know, we're, that's not any, I don't think anyone, it's not like a credit to Mitch that he avoided that because I mean, you know, oh, no, I don't no, think not at anyone all. No. anticipated. No, that. no, no, no. That's not what I meant at all. It was just that yeah. now for any future, like, Hey, let's look at the right, center. Right. Rash well, Rashawn is going to be on the trade market because he wasn't even yeah. playing even for basketball moment. I mean, he was going to get brought up a lot. Um, had this not happened, yeah. but now anyways, but we know that there is a lack of long-term center on this team. So when LaMelo mm -hmm. says that it's like the most surface level analysis there is, everybody knows it. it. It's why the first part is more interesting to me than the second. It's like, Oh, you, you think that too, because you have eyeballs. Oh, because you actually even understand what this roster is about more than anyone. All right. That's fine. I, right. Maybe because he's played, make, because he's played, because he's played in these scenarios and he understands like, that's the thing I'm missing. If you wanted to make this interesting in the locker room towards what Mason Plumley might feel, I mean, you know, Mason Plumley knows that he's not the long-term answer. If you gave him truth serum and he had to say something, maybe even if maybe you don't even need to give him truth serum. Maybe he's just going to say, I know I'm not the long-term answer here because I'm over 30 and uh, I just learned how to shoot free throws in my left hand. Like he knows he's not the long-term answer at the center spot. Montrez might think he is. Um, so that might be interesting. Oh look, I, I mean Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley is a pro-level basketball player that can help some team. Um, uh, you know, this isn't about you know ragging on Mason Plumley. This is about understanding that for the Hornets to achieve the things that they want to achieve with Lamelo Ball, you can't can't be starting Mason Plumley. You got to give him a big that that will that that can do some of the things that Montrez can do but also you know can give you a little bit of rim day when defense. I look up these mock drafts and I look up these draft guides for the upcoming NBA selection process I want I want to see you know good finisher at the rim able to pass out of the post able to clog up the paint and put that blank in LaMelo's hands to let him rock. That's what I want to see on the evaluation <laughs> process. That's strength. Strength can put that B in his hands and let him rock. That's what I want to see. Let's talk about. Well, let me, let me, ahead, well here's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see the Hornets think they can address this need in the draft, because if you try to address it in the draft, that's two or three years from now. I don't want two or three years from now. I want to see them address it in the off season so that next season, They've got an answer. Well, the the thing is, if the way that the first round is played out, they've just gone away from the center spot because they had their chances. You know, I mean, they they mm -hmm. decided not to trade up for James Wiseman. But if Golden State takes Lamelo, James Wiseman's the pick, 
And then you talk about even an Anyeka Kongwu. He's kind of interesting at that moment as well. He was in the same draft. But you draft PJ, you draft Miles, Mitch Kupchak is stuck to his draft board, and it's worked out for him. Um, you know, those guys are going to get some pretty nice second contracts. Lamelo's going to get a huge one. Miles is going to get a max. PJ is going to get a nice one, certainly not anywhere close to the max. So, you know, who knows about James Booknight when he'll come around, if he'll come around. But if you're like a Jalen, I, I haven't done like the film review stuff, but I know a Jalen Duran from Memphis is good. I love Christian Coloco from Arizona. Like you have a bunch of interesting center guys. Anyways, we'll see what happens in the draft at that center spot and see if they can let LaMelo rock. This is the time of year. I know a lot of people have given up on New Year's resolutions. If you stuck through it all the way through April 1st, congratulations. Keep on going with it. And something to help you do that is to go to Built.com and get a box of Built Bars. Have you tried the Puffs? They're great. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the Built Bars' best tasting bars. But they're all really good, even the OGs. They're covered in 100% chocolate. And the best part is that they're low-calorie but high-protein. And they're also high in fiber. They're low in sugar. They're low in carbs, too. They're just healthy built bars. They're healthy energy bars. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. We'll finish up our thoughts, allow Doug to continue to give his hot takes on the mic. Coming up next, Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. 10, Al Jefferson, 9, Anthony Mason, 8, Gerald Wallach, 7, Baron Davis, 6, Dale Curry, 5, Glenn Rice, 4, Muggsy Bogues, 3, Larry Johnson, 2, Alonzo Mourning. Nice. Number one, top Charlotte Hornet of all time, Kimba Walker. Thank you, everybody. The list is done. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Doug, you have been denied the mic way too long. I will allow you to lead us into the segment, and you can just take us wherever you want to steer the bird, baby. Where are we going? Well, just like LaMelo, um, I, I do enjoy passing it back to my teammate every once in a while. And this isn't, you know, I feel like that second segment was the big moment. That was the crunch time, and that, that was a big topic, and I really feel like I, I hit the game-winning shot. So I'm good there. Now I'm ready okay. to pass it back to you. A little uh, kind of buried in this article was a revelation of Lonzo Ball's five favorite rappers of all time. I was just getting into this rap thing. <laughs> oh, you're and, bringing out the uh, fanfare wanted, for this too? I'm ready for this. Yeah, I was going to do the fanfare, and then I'd like your thoughts. Um, no right. one's, no one needs my thoughts on this, but I know um, <laughs> you, you are a, a way more educated on this than I am, so I'd love your thoughts. I don't know if these were in order, but I'm going to pretend like they were in order. So okay. number five, <laughs> yeah, Lil like Wayne. A number four. Go, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. No, no, you're right. Let's give it some space. So number five, Lil Wayne, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I the rapper of my high school days, when the Carter 3 dropped, it blew everybody's mind. I like Carter 2 better, but Carter 3 had a much more commercial success. I think every one of those songs on there probably saw some pretty significant time on the radio, but I'm a huge Carter two fan, huge Lil Wayne fan because he provides some high school nostalgia for me. Great inclusion. Lil Wayne top five for sure. At least number four like future. I like future fine. He's not in my top five, nowhere close to it. And, by the way, just to provide some clarity, I don't think Lil Wayne is a top five rapper of all time. I just, I love these Lil are. Wayne yeah, no, I don't. I, and we don't know. We don't know right. if this is Lonzo's trying to really 
determine the five greatest rappers of all time or if this is Lonzo. It says his five favorite rappers. So I'm going to assume right. that this is a personal list by Lonzo. You know, if you, I think Future is a great rapper. If you want to go to his catalog and start putting some songs on at the club, and if you only could play Future, like you're going to leave having a good time. If you only played songs from Future's catalog, which is something to be said for that. So I support Future being in Lonzo's, whatever this is, favorite, best rappers of all time. I'm fine with that. DMX, number three. RIP DMX, excellent. Uh, D- one of one. DM excellent. Excellent. DM excellent. <laughs> Love it. One of one rapper. Was awful to see him go through what he did at times through his life, especially at the end. But he gave us some excellent music, some real bangers. Love DMX being in this. That was an excellent addition. Number two, 50 Cent. So great I Super Bowl have, performance. Yeah, I, I, the whole thing was great. So I actually just put in a couple of song requests earlier today from one of my buddy's weddings that had that as an available option when you RSVP'd. And my number one go-to song for anything like that at the party to get everybody going, whether you like hip hop, whether you like you know the song, right? You have to try to please everybody. The number right. one song I go to to please everybody please. and get myself even hyped. grandma, even grandma. grandma this, it's got to be the song that bit. gets grandma up on her feet. You know, grandpa's going to bring out the cane and start shooting it like a badass. Like you, you can play this for everybody. It's 50 cent, 21 questions, a banger that gets everybody feeling different. I, I love it. That's my number one go to just for anybody that, you know, all right, let's play it on the part. Let's play it at the party. Everybody's going to feel it. That's the number one. So yeah, 50 cent. Great addition. All right, you want to make a prediction here? Lonzo Ball's number one rapper of all time. Do I want to make a prediction? Yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to gain a pattern here. You know, DMX is the wild card, but everybody else is kind of hitting in that same uh, era. Era. I mean, Uh I don't know. Like, it's I'm I'm flipping between Drake and Jay Z. Give me, give me, give me Drake. I'm gonna go Drake. Wrong, it's Tupac, number one. Oh, okay. Different era, way different era. Yeah, I mean, classic. Can't argue with that. You know, Tupac, I mean, you, I'm not going to argue with the legend. So Tupac being in there, it's a solid list. It's not mine, but it's a solid list. So I like that. How, how is we'll get your, your we, we don't have time to get to yours today, but we'll get your top five sometime. God, I don't even, I wouldn't even know what I would do with that. Well, you better start working on it. <laughs> my top 30 Hornets. I can give you my, my I can give you rappers. my top five candy rappers of all time. Can you really right now? Can you do that? You probably just be spitting uh, off the yes. top of the dome. Yes. Um, number five, Snickers. Now, hold on. Is this candy bars, like the thing inside, or are you going with the actual design of the candy wrapper? No, I'm, I'm the candy wrapper. I've, top okay. five candies sorry. is an entirely different list. I mean, sorry. I've been don't, gone for a few days. You don't, don't understand know. the game at all. Number four, Milky Way. Rapper. Especially the in fact, I like you know Milky what I like ways? about the Milky Way wrapper is that it really hugs the candy bar. You mm-hmm. you see the Milky Way ripples, it's, and and point. that always entices me to buy the Milky Way. I always thought um, the Midnight Milky Way wrapper was really cool. Uh, number three is another candy wrapper that really accentuates what's inside. That's going to be Twix. Yeah. It's my favorite candy of all time, right there. Cookie Crunch, caramel, chocolate. What do you not like? It's also very good. Number four, I'm going to go. Or I'm sorry, number four. Number two, mm-hmm. 
Kit Kat. Yeah. Great wrapper, good bold color. Wide. It's a wide wrapper. It catches your attention. It pops. Great answer. Like that. Number one, because I love the way the logo looks. Okay. Number one candy wrapper of all time. Whatchamacallit. Great answer. I don't have any beef with any of those answers. That's it. All right. Is that where we end today <laughs> with the best with the best <laughs> candy wrappers? It's so. a weird. Well, let's look at the schedule. Let's okay. let's not cheat. Okay. Let's look. We got a couple minutes here. Let's look at the schedule. That's fine. All right. If you want to look at the Charlotte Hornets schedule, that's exactly what we'll do. They have a couple of tough games. Philadelphia. How about twelve thirty tip tomorrow? I like it. Some matinee basketball. I will tell you, Doug. I will not be able to watch this live. Do you know why? Because why? I have a media softball game to participate in the first one since you saw me hit that triple to right field over at truest field, the field of the Charlotte Knights. I got to be doing that tomorrow. So not going to be able to watch. Uh, well, then you better bring back some footage to play on this show or a YouTube show now as well. So I want to see some footage of, I don't know why it can be footage of you. I think that would be preferable, but if you can't get anyone to take footage mm-hmm. of you at bat, uh, since I won't be there, I would do it if I were there. But if you can get someone to take uh, some footage of one of your at-bats, I would appreciate it for the fan. I'm sure the fans would appreciate it, too. Well, there is some footage on Twitter of me and Molly, my colleague at 730 The Game, practicing. And she had a very nice Willie Mays-style catch. Well, I was going to say, what's your what's your batting stance? Can you get can you show us your batting stance? Can we go top five batting stances of all time? No. I could give you that. One. Well, we can do that. Bring we can do that. Out. But Bring right now, I just want to see your batting stance. I don't know. I, I like the Alfonso Soriano for anybody. So, like, you lean in like this, and uh-huh. then you go. So sure. you have to dip your left shoulder, and then you move yeah. the bat around. Love some bat movement. You know, not like yeah. Gary Sheffield. You know, we're not doing right. that. We're just going a nice little, you know, swirling motion and then lean in. And then you have the That's leg good. kick. Shoulder down. Short. Boom. And then launch Boom. it. Huge Got to really make sure you go stance. through the ball. You got to go through the ball. Number one, Ichiro Suzuki. That's another great bat. I love batting stances. I really could. Anyway, that afternoon tip's going to be weird. Look, as long as it's not back-to-back. Do they have any more back-to-backs? No, no they do. They Orlando, Chicago. I mean, they just cannot win on these back-to-backs. It is nuts. That yeah. Chicago game, you know, Chicago's sliding right now on April 8th, but, I mean, it's back-to-back. You feel like it's a guaranteed win for Chicago. Uh, but Philly, yeah, afternoon tip, it's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. Harden and Embiid a little weird right now. I mean, I don't know. I'm not counting the Hornets out. I'm telling you that. Philadelphia lost to the Detroit Pistons. Now, <laughs> a little bit of maybe conspiracy tanking theory that you could have there with Philadelphia there maybe benefiting. We'll help them. We'll help Detroit. them for sure. Yeah, we will. We will take that dub as much as you can. So Philadelphia tomorrow, 1230 tip. Miami on the road, April 5th, Tuesday, 730 tip. Then it's Orlando. Thursday, April 7th, 7 o'clock tip. When? That's going to be at the Spectrum Center. Knock on wood. You know, you never know with these guys. They already lost the Magic once. When? I'm not on, knocking on anything. We're knocking on the Orlando Magic. On the 7th door. That's what we're knocking on. April 8th, that Friday, the second night of a back-to-back, it's going to be on the road against Chicago at 8 p.m. And then the last game of the season against Washington. Hopefully that's a win, too. That'll be Sunday, April 10th. And to be determined the time. So we don't know when that's going to tip off. I I said before going into that Knicks game, four and two, and you'll have a shot of getting in that seven, eight matchup. So you won against the Knicks. You're one to know last five games. Give me three and two. And I think you're going to have a shot. That's where I'm going with. 
And it'd be a really nice storyline if they did somehow get that win against Chicago, get that second night of a back-to-back off their back. And uh, if that were to help propel them into the 7-8 seed, that'd be quite a story. And you'd, you know, you got to ride some momentum. I mean, this team has been all about momentum this season. We've we've called this the roller coaster season. They've been up, they've been down. So you really want to see them heading up, heading into this uh, play-in series. All right. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday and in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your pods. Happy to have Doug back going to be coming back at you on monday hopefully you guys have a great weekend and we'll be back to talk about some charlotte hornets basketball 